Hello and welcome back to the Friends of Dorothy, Emmy, Oscar, and Tony, your channel for all things theater, film, and television. My name's Alex. And I'm Cole. And today we are finally talking about the long-awaited Barbie. Barbie. Barbie girls in a Barbie world. Yeah. Unite. Let's party. Let's party because mm -hmm. this film was a fucking party and we are so excited to talk about it. Yeah. Um, yes. We just saw it yesterday, Saturday, uh, the local theater near us did like a private event party for happy 40, hour for 40 bucks yeah. you got mimosas and they had a whole pastry table it was the first time they did an event like this and it went really well it was a lot I of loved fun it. i loved it I, I didn't like that it was general admission so we had to fight bitches for seats which well we didn't fight i didn't fight nobody first, so i immediately asked that manager i was like can we go sit he said yeah and i was gone i got eight <laughs> seats i stood there i fought anybody that came near me like, don't come near me what did Ken do? Anyways, yeah, so <laughs> a synopsis of the uh, movie. Well, I will say too, so like the cool thing was I've missed being in movie theaters that are like packed to the brim. And people excited to see it. Yes. And sorry to interrupt you, but like I hate going to see a movie when people are like, when they go. So it's a difference between an audience that's there for the movie and just an audience because sometimes people show up they don't know what to see they see this they're on their phones they're talking like everybody here was here for it yeah totally here for it it was so much fun i haven't experienced that level of excitement since like deathly hollows part two Mary potter Mary, like yeah. literally like it was just everyone was there for the vibe hunger dressed games. out ready for it yeah. and it was truly amazing so Quick synopsis of Barbie. So Barbie is basically the exploration of what happens when the Barbie fantasy land and the real world collide mm -hmm. and how the two affect each other. Um, so Barbie is obviously a representation of the Mattel toy brand. And essentially in the Barbie, Barbie fantasy land, the idea is that Barbie's fixed feminism in the real world and that women rule the world and yeah. that there's no misogyny left at all because that's how they live in barbie land yeah because mattel took the steps of like creating diverse barbies and talking about social issues and all that and having and and it they thought it translated to the girls that were playing with it yes so for to all the barbies they're like we fixed everything so like everything's great yeah, yeah. <laughs> until our stereotypical barbie margot robbie starts malfunctioning traditional barbie and um how does she malfunction she just starts losing like her her physique her per her, her perfection she yeah like everything. And, <laughs> she essentially starts malfunctioning it becomes determined that it's because whoever's playing with her in the real world is going through it and so barbie is basically like okay so in order for me to have my get back life. get back to who i was i have to go find this person and figure out why they're not happy and make them and why wouldn't they be happy because they're playing with barbie right. barbie fixed everything so to her she's like this is gonna be so easy i just gotta go to the real world find her make things better boom 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 all gonna be good but then of course our central conflict is that in the real world it is not like barbie land whatsoever no so this movie is a great social commentary on feminism and misogyny and politics and it's just truly brilliant and i will say one cool thing was like the marketing and the advertising did a really good job of teasing but not telling you what this movie was going to be about because i really yeah. could not have guessed at all what this would have been driven no what the driving force was going to be for this based on you know the teasers we were given throughout the past six months yeah um so truly truly great stuff um so barbie directed by directed and co-written by greta gerwig 
I'm so glad that they didn't give this film and franchise to anybody else because I don't know if anybody besides Greta Gerwig could have done a better job with this at all. Yeah, that's fair. Um, some of the best directing I've seen for anything in a very long time in terms of cast selection, cast um, just acting direction, the creating the Barbie world itself, and Greta Gerwig just knows how to direct a fucking movie. She does. Like, really, really, really does. She's so talented and you know we've talked about this before you know on set a lot she usually wears um clothing that kind of matches the set and what's happening with the scenes Mm -hmm. and that's to help the actors like stay in character so like that type of like care that's taken from a director shows in the movies that's the thing like this the topic of this could have been so poorly executed had it not been directed by somebody who clearly cared about the subject matter so cared about it yes and had a connection to barbie you know i I do feel like she under not only understood barbie's brand and what it was trying to do yeah you know what i mean so it it didn't feel like they were making fun of barbie at all right wow they really it really didn't besides weird barbie but even then they come around to it right you could tell she took care of every aspect and made sure it was yeah all flushed out and Mattel has to be happy about it. Well, that's the th- I mean, because this was such, this movie has been like at least a decade in the making. And, you know, they went through various writers, various directors, various actors. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that they landed here and stuck with it because yeah. truly just excellent. And um, I heard somebody else talk about this. Greta Gerwig better have gotten some fucking royalty stipulations written to her contract because I can only imagine how much money Mattel is going to make off of this. Of Barbie, yeah. yeah. And Barbie already is massive, so like it's only going like, to get a surplus. Like, I'm debating <laughs> just going to buy Barbie. Honestly. Just for the sole fact of what it did with honestly, this movie. Honestly, yeah. You know? I'm, I, I'm very interested to see what the impact of this film does for Mattel economically. Yeah. So I can only imagine very good things. Yeah, but Greta did some amazing, amazing work. Yeah. So yeah, this was also an example of a film where the director-screenwriter combo like just definitely worked out because Greta just has such a great talent for having a written vision in mind and then bringing it to reality Yeah, and just executing it so well. Um, her and her husband, Noah Bumbach, writing it together, I think just they both have such distinct and talented styles of writing like where noah i think is like really capable of bringing comedy into it and then greta is so good at just adding so much depth to everything it it was really just like such a great pairing i don't know if they've ever done anything before together i also think it's cool because you know there's barbie storyline but there's also ken storyline right i think there there had to be at least some resemblance of a man in the room to to really bring that side because I'm, I'm not, not to say that they wrote Ken as if he was a sympathetic character, which like they kind of did. But what I mean by that is like, it's clearly is a is is a movie that is praising and uplifting women in particular. But I think a man had to be in the room to help write the like talking about patriarchy and how it affects men. Totally. So that's why them together. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Sense. It was a, it was a wonderful pairing of talent. Um, they have written something together. A decade ago, they wrote the movie Francis Ha together. Francis Ha. You can you can't jump on a camera. <laughs> um Again, it's so and this when we get to the awards we'll talk about it, you know, the It's so risky to do like such a commercialized topic like this because it can be 
executed with like such simplicity and like but th this was just such a complex and deep and which you didn't expect it to be right so yeah it's like barbie but i didn't expect it to go too i expected it just to be like one-dimensional and kind of preachy in the sense right. of like it's a great way to like set up a bunch of young girls and talk directly to them but it wasn't that at all no it's like you know like Margot Robbie, a stereotypical Barbie, has like these random rants where like she speaks in like sentences of like PhD level vocabulary. Yeah. And like you can tell that she doesn't like it's a funny balancing act because it's like they're trying to promote that like, you know, these Barbies are smart, but it's like at times you can tell that she doesn't necessarily know what she's talking about. And like obviously no one knows what she's talking about the way she's talking about it. But just the way that they utilize that like level of vocabulary in a lot of their like script work was really funny but then even just some of the simple stuff the fact that like having the back and forth like hi barbie hi barbie like sort of like yeah you know yeah it was just like so complex and very deep and like um and the writing just brought so many um like potent like potent talks about society and where we're at in the world and being a human and what it's like to be to be human with emotions and mm -hmm. feelings and all that stuff so like i felt like greta turned into like a mother which is also funny because will ferrell's uh, line of call me mother right. she did turn into a mother like you know i walked out being like greta taught me to like stop and slow down and, right. and appreciate things right and it i was thinking about it you know as a as a cisgendered man um a queer man so like clearly i face some type of like patriarchy that hates me but it also made me also like really understand the privilege of being uh you know male presenting especially being a cis mm -hmm. male in the world because they, they they like they talk about like ken goes through his journey of like just being like oh just because i i'm this i get all of this with that being said i already understood that prior but it, it was very palatable i think so a lot right. of young boys are gonna see that and a lot of older men are gonna see that and be like oh shit yeah that does make sense yeah i do walk into a room and people look at me or talk to yeah different. so like when i say that she wrote they when when they both wrote really well it was yeah yeah and it's like with the whole the ken arc of it all making so much of it like just so bizarre that like it didn't feel preachy because you know ken's motivation to be a ruler is that he thinks that horses are like the the face of masculinity you know what? if they told me that as a kid i might have been straight and it's no, like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's you know it's something that's just so far out there but like it made so much sense and they continue to use it and like you know web it into everything and yeah it also showed the the the, the holes that in the patriarchy meaning like a lot of men probably wouldn't subscribe to it mm -hmm. you know what i mean like at the end, all Ken really wanted, even though the end of the, the the story is everybody needs to find who they are, but all Ken really wanted was Barbie to pay attention to him. Yeah. But also, it just shows that, like, as m all humans, like, we all have something we want, something we need, and it's that's what makes us humans. Oh, yeah. It, it was just such great, right? I don't, there's no, I have no negatives about the writing. No, and, like, self-referential like there's the point spoiler spoiler alerts by the way yeah, um oops. 
you know, because we have Helen Mirren doing the narration, and <laughs> there's the point where Margot's talking about, like, her, um, like, disappearing beauty, and it's an over, it's a uh, voiceover of Helen basically being like, to the, to the filmmakers, if you want this point to land, maybe don't cast Margot Robbie in this role. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, like, the, the final line of the movie is, like, one of the greatest things, but we'll get into that a yes. little later, too. Um, yeah, so directing, writing, phenomenal. Let's talk about actors. I mean, Margot Robbie. Like, she needs her Oscar within the next two, three years. Yeah. Like, there, there's no, like, stop stringing along. Like, first of all, her, her performance in Babylon alone with that acting scene. But every tear she dropped was so fucking magical as an actor. Um, they were also precise. Yeah, she just understands. And one thing I I don't know if a lot of people really pay attention to is like physicality of characters. Like, she was fully flushed out as a Barbie. Mm -hmm. And as and as you notice, as you go through the movie, she, you could see her like slowly loosening up. But like even the scene where she's crying and falling over, like it. Well, it's like the whole thing where like she cries for the first time. She's like, "What's what's happening?" And it's like just it's it's she's, it's brilliant, great, and a phenomenal delivery. Like she's also fucking hysterical. And she is. You talked about it when we left the movie, and like Jennifer Lawrence and and um, Stephanie Hsu, like dramatic actresses. Who, yeah, have just stellar comedic line delivery. Yeah. yeah. And Margot joins those ranks 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ryan Gosling is Ken. I've never been, like, the biggest Ryan Gosling fan, but this made me really? upset. Yeah, but, like, I, I feel like I just never was into the movies that, like, he was the most known for. That's fair. Um, but this made me such a big fan because I think he handled that role so well. God, he, did. he was not scared to make fun of himself like at no all. Like, he not was not all. scared to look stupid he was on board with you could tell he's also on board with every bit of the writing because mm -hmm. i know probably a lot of male actors in the, in the industry probably would have turned this down because they this movie calls out men yeah in its entirety yeah and so a lot of men wouldn't take the role because of that but like ryan was on board he was committed he understood the vision and just like sophie's Really, really funny, and, and yeah, and we've seen him in some like funny roles, but I guess he's driven more serious. And like Crazy Stupid Love, he was kind of funny, but I think like other characters handled it, yeah, the funny, but he brought the funny, like, he did. And like, you know, he played a really good balancing act of like having this aloofness without being a moron, and like, yeah, you know, his, his like his bat, his you know, bad decision making was mostly driven by like curiosity more so than yeah, like idiocy, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, he was so good, and I can't wait to talk about awards when we get to awards with yeah. him. So, um, and then a great ensemble cast, some great like you know small parts. Will Ferrell being like the perfect amount of Will Ferrell for a movie where I wasn't annoyed. Yeah, um, like, because I mean, in my on my opinion, I don't know if you share his opinion. It was like Will Ferrell movies just didn't hit after a certain point. Yeah, and I don't know, I don't know for what reason, but watching him in this movie reminded me of how funny Will is. But like, brought me back to the movies like Elf and stuff. Like, it was joyous and hilarious and improv. Like, you could just tell he loved being that silly it brought right. back the joy of watching will ferrell and again it, like it almost loops back to like greta's direction where you could just tell everyone was so happy to be there and excited to participate yes, and like yeah. no one it it didn't feel like anyone was trying to like steal the limelight like everyone was really just trying to 
Right, including Margot, who yeah. was Barbie. Yeah, Barbie. Everyone was like, like oh, trying to allow like Barbie Land itself to just yeah. like stand out as the the shining object yeah. rather than any specific actor or character. You know? Yeah. Um, America, America Ferrara, great, wonderful. I I miss seeing her. I do lot. too. Yeah, like I feel like I want to see her a lot more than I do. Yeah, she delivers an excellent monologue about like halfway three quarters through the movie. Goosebumps, mar- monologue. Yeah. And also like uh. I, which was great, um, and being an audience filled with majority of women, hearing a lot of the agreeing, and then also on the flip side, like also understanding some of the things she was saying, mm-hmm. and so it was so cool because it was like that. It felt like she was stringing along all the audience members together. Like, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna feel one of these. Yeah, and again and again, it goes back to the writing too, where like it didn't come off as like a cheesy sort of like turning point monologue moment like it really kind of stood out on its own as like a a singular message for the film and just like the writing and the the wording of it was so potent and everything that like everything she was saying hit so hard and you know wrapped up the theme of the film kind of in a bow with but though like it wasn't it wasn't the finale or the end of it like it was really it just really stood out as such a good moment on its own and i think she did a wonderful job with it um and she had so much fun in it too. We talk about uh, Alan, Michael Sarah. Oh, Michael Sarah. Oh, so good. I do miss him too. Like he is also really, really, really funny. Like yeah, him as playing Alan. Issa Rae was. She had some of the lines that made me like scream. Her, her yeah, her her comedic delivery on because she had such like small like, one liners. Yeah, could have been like toss away lines, but. Not Issa. <laughs> no, and also not Greta with the writing, but like right. it was just, yeah, and the, the delivery of some of them was just absolutely perfection. A lot of the Barbies were just phenomenal. Yeah. Like representation was there for Barbie, but also just like acting wise. Like um, she was in X Men um, Apocalypse. She played Storm. Um, Alexandra Ship. And okay. she played the Barbie that wrote a book. Oh, okay, okay. Um, do you want to talk about? Yes, yeah, yeah. Oof. Great actress. She was also in. What was she in? Uh, oh, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's her. I gotta go. I think it's Suicide Girls. Hold on. Hold on. I can look her up right here. Hold on, because I do want to shout her out because X Men X Men did air all of that cast dirty. Um, shit. Was she in Tragedy Girls or Suicide Girls? Movie or film or movie or TV? Movie. X-Men Apocalypse. Tragedy Girls. Tragedy Girls. Yeah, oh my god. So this Tragedy Girls is a phenomenal indie movie about two fucking psycho ass bitches killing people. So like I need to see more of her too because she's a stellar actress and I was very excited to see her on the list. She was yeah, she was, she was in Tick Tick Boom too, I forgot. Yes, yep. Yeah, Tick Tick Boom. Boom, yep. Yeah. So I I love her, so I was very happy to see her. Yeah. A great ensemble. A great ensemble. Kate McKinnon, I was worried because oh. I thought this was going to be like, they're featuring her in the press a bit as like, you know, the the funny one and everything. And so I was like, oh, uh, like this could maybe be a little too much, a little too extra. But again, similar, similar to Will Ferrell, like it was just enough for it to be effective. And like none of it felt like it stood out out of place in any way. Yeah. And, 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 and also, I thought she was going to be the joke of the movie. But comes to find out she was like essentially the answer to the, the sane one. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, totally. Um Oh, um, oh, what did he play? He played Ken. 
fuck. He was in, um, he was in, sorry, um, he was in, um, Shang-Chi. Simu Liu? Yes. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal actor. So good. Can't wait to see more of him. Yeah, his, like, back and forth with, um, with Ryan yeah. Gosling was so funny. Oh, Chris Evans' brother's in the movie. Yeah, I just saw Scott Evans? Scott yep. Yeah. Wait, that's Chris Evans' brother, correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 they're brothers. And he's, you know, yeah, it's great. Yeah, like it was just phenomenal cast. Everybody was excited. Everybody was there for Greta, and it was just amazing. Yeah. Ariana Greenblatt as the daughter as Sasha, she was great. Yeah, um, Dula Peep, also known Dula as Dua Lipa, having her fucking Little Mermaid cameo with John Cena, John Cena having his <laughs> mermaid cameo. You know, I'm sure there were. I'm sure there were like. Please. Non, there were like non-actor movie people who were like begging, like, please, please. find a way to put me in. Like, hey, I will pay you. Don't talk about John Cena. He's a great show called Peacemaker on HBO. He's he's decent. He's come a long way. Yes. From um wearing a sock on his dick in fuck, the Amy Schumer movie. Um, um, oh, um train wreck. Train wreck. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, acting all around was, and like I think you brought yeah, that good point was that yeah. it. Everybody was there and excited and wanted to be part of it, and it you it really showed. Yes, a hundred percent. So, what about audience appeal? It's like we don't even have to explain it because who doesn't see this and is like, I want to go see it. You know what I mean? Well, audience appeal being like, what kind of audience should be going? I will say it's not as it is kid friendly. It really is, yeah. But it's also our friend said it. A nine-year-old can love it, and a ninety-nine-year-old can love it. Yeah, and Ma- Barry Mattel, ages nine to ninety-nine. <laughs> yeah, it, it's enjoyable. There's lessons to be learned. There's jokes. Um, there are points in it where, like, you know, guess what? You're gonna have to talk to your kids about certain things that happen in the movies. Nothing crazy. Yeah, but like, oh yeah, so what patriarchy is might be a conversation. What cellulite is might be a conversation. Yeah, but like. I think that's what this movie was about, is about those conversations and the hard thoughts and sitting with things. Right. Like, walking out and, like, being in an existential crisis about, like, like, immediately when it was over, you were sitting at the other end with my with the friends, and all I wanted to do was just give you a hug. Mm-hmm. Just, like, I appreciate this moment. So, it, it's, it's, it's for audience, all audience members, but. Yeah. Yeah, like. I realized that there was no, there were literally no sex or drugs or alcohol in this film, like whatsoever. Well, there was the innuendos. Literally just like the. Beat you off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, like brilliance with writing. Like they made raunchy humor without it. Like it's so, Mm -hmm. like, um, kind of like just so subtle. Yeah. You know? And easily explained if a kid really cool. Like they're on a beach. Yeah. That's Beach Ken. Right. That's what Beach Ken does. Yeah, literally. Like. The closest they get to, like, anything sexual is talking about Barbie and Ken both being like, I don't have genitalia, like... Oh, yeah! You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Actually, Ken has all the genitalia, as he said. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Alright, so what, what awards-wise, what award... If you had to make up an award, what would you give it? Oh, God, if I had to make one up. Um... Lesson learned award. I, I don't care who the fuck you are. I don't care if you're the dad that's forced to bring the kids to see this movie. You're walking out with a lesson learned, like mm-hmm. something that you learned from it, something that you questioned. It, I completely forgot the award that I said it was, but I'm gonna. It's recorded, but I fully support. <laughs> but that's a, but like yeah, no. So everybody's gonna get something from it. Yeah, 
I would say lesson learned. That's what I said. Lesson learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's gonna learn something from this movie. Yes, no matter who you are. Um, I would give it the World Peace Award because I feel like I like I cannot go anywhere right now without this coming up. It like Barbie, it's yeah. it's unif- it is unifying everybody. Yeah, unifying, uniting, uniting everybody. I don't know. That's a very simplistic view because obviously we don't have world peace, and there are a lot of crazy ass Republicans who hate this movie because men are like, oh no, I don't. This is my world, not Barbie world. I mean, but I'd be mad too if I found out like patriarchy didn't have horses. <laughs> so irritated. <laughs> but I, yeah, I'd say the world. I'd say like the World Peace Award just for the way this is like blended, bonded, and blended a community together mm-hmm. over like one thing. Yeah, you know. Yes. All right. Do you think? Do you think it's gonna be any type of award contender? Yes, massively. All right. Um, throw them out. Like Golden Globe comedy wise, definitely. Like I think it'll be all over it. Um, Acting SAG Ensemble, I think this could definitely. I think I'll be shocked if it doesn't get nominated for SAG Ensemble. Yeah, if not even win. Um, um, and then Globes like Margot and Ryan, and I just see them kind of like carrying over into a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, Oscar wise, I think like this is no joke. Like legitimately could be one of the most nominated films of the year, I think. Why? Um, just because of the level of craft that it has. Mm-hmm. And, like, the people who did it are, like, you know, so let's, like, kind of start from the top. Best Picture, 100% see it getting in in a category of 10. Like, yeah, I'd be shocked and disappointed if it's not, like, a, a top five, like, Best Picture nominee at this point. Um, director, Greta... Get her her fucking directing Oscar, please. Like, let's see. She. It's Lady Bird and Little Women, right? Well, because she was nominated for Lady Bird, but not. She was right. She was nominated for writing for adapted screenplay for Little Women, but not okay. directing. And that so, was the big controversy. Huge snub yeah, that yeah, year. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And so I. If a if she doesn't get nominated, fucking burn burn the academy down. Uh, but no, one hundred percent. Like, like I think could be just because of the risk of like tackling this massive commercial like monopoly. It could have been so easily like vapid and in plastic. Yeah, and just everything about it, like nothing. There's no significant weak point of this movie. No, and like that comes from having a brilliant, excellent director. So it's gonna get writing. Best screenplay? Well, and so what's interesting and what I found out yesterday, so this will be um, eligible for adapted screenplay since it's technically based off of like an existing franchise. Like a toy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's not eligible for So original. Transformers is adapted? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm 99% sure from the conversations I've heard this will be eligible for adapted screenplay, okay. not for original screenplay. Which um, means Oppenheimer would be up there with it. Yeah, literally. Um, Damn. So yeah, Noah and Greta going in together for screenplay, I could definitely see happening. Trying to see what is Noah's um, Oscar history. Um, he's been nominated screenplay for The Squid and the Whale. Oh, and then he wrote Marriage Story, right? So he was nominated for that. Um, so let's see, picture, director, screenplay. Um, here, here's with the acting. So Ryan Gosling is a lot of people's like front runner to win supporting actor right now. And has been for so, like yeah, six months. It, yeah. Here's my thing. I have a huge issue if Ryan carries like all this acting momentum and Margot like gets snubbed nomination wise. 
at anything because it like then it basically like contradicts the whole fucking the, point of the movie. Yes, it does. But I will say her character um is the driving force and I I said it in past um reviews like unfortunately this the the side funny sidekicks tend to get a lot of that. 100% hundred percent. He has, it, a... but it. Well, hold on, and I'll challenge you. I will challenge you because Ryan was there. He showed up for the movie. And I understand what you're saying is it supports that. But would you be mad if he won? I wouldn't be mad if he won. No, I, if not... Marco, But if Marco did not get nominated, and he was the only acting nomination, I wouldn't be mad if he won. I would just be very disappointed that. But what I'm saying is yeah, that yeah. this performance deserves that win. Yeah, totally. They both deserve it. Yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, we live in a world where the patriarchy with horses does exist. Yeah, and it'll be it's it's gonna be a heavy hitter lead actress year um, with Fantasia for the color purple, Greta Lee mm. for um, past is Marco, lives. Is Marco Jessica Chastain again? I feel like in Amy Adams, every time they were nominated, there was people that just like either like. Not hit out of the park, but just had the correct recipe for winning. Well, and, like, realistically, I wouldn't see this as, like, a win for Margot at this she, time. Yeah, she should have won for Babylon. She, yeah, well, yeah, she definitely should have been up there for Babylon. That was a fucking egregious snub. Um, but I wouldn't mind this being added to her nominations list. At all, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then have her, you know, give that momentum for next year the year after some big drama that she gets in that they're finally like all right fine you get the win um i just think it would be very ironic for like the title character to like miss out on nominations and have another character kind of bump in with all of it but that's just like the the natural force of how some of these awards work sometimes mm -hmm. um but it weren't it's gonna get some type of award yeah buzz um and then like looking at you know like tech categories so Cinematography by Rodrigo Prieto, who was nominated three times before for Brokeback Mountain, Silence, and The Irishman. Brokeback Mountain. Great movie. Is that because, was that a play now? Yes. It's, like, running in the UK right now. Wow. Um, so, like, cinematography. And, like, it was shot so brilliantly. I saw a really cool TikTok today of how they shot, like, the, the dream car scenes. And, like, the way they built the um, sets to, like, yeah. do the old style, like, um, conveyor belt, like treadmill style like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. moving for it and everything shot gorgeously um production design as well lighting like, was great fucking gorgeous um the editing was really good um costumes phenomenal you know, i mean it's also slightly i guess it made slightly easy just because it's you're just copy and pasting but also still phenomenal okay here we go so Sarah Greenwood, Sarah Greenwood, set designer. Um, trying to think if she has any pre previous stuff. Beauty and the Beast. Okay, nominated six times for Academy Awards. Pride and Prejudice, Atonement, Sherlock Holmes, Anna Karenina, and Beauty and the Beast in the, the dark, Darkest Hour. So, And she then costumes, Jacqueline Duran nominated for oh pride and prejudice as well so they partnered on that I love and atonement and Anna Karenina, love... so, oh yeah oh so, it, this, so this so she knows Keira Knightley beauty and the beast so like this the <laughs> and I think that's evident in the way that <laughs> having your set designer and your costumer 
they've cleared so like literally everything atonement Pride this Avengers, was and a rest Beauty and the beast like this they was... they worked together before and you can tell that it was such a good blend of like understanding oh. how the set and the costumes blend together 100 percent. it's a recipe for the awards let's be honest true the awards loves a repeating name and how she won for costumes oh she won for little women and that's how her and greta, greta have that connection boom so it's awards are coming buckle up and don't and it better not be snubbed because it's barbie because this movie was complex and yeah. insane and i don't think it will be snubbed i do think it's gonna i think it's gonna hit pretty well what was your table flip what was your favorite moment of the film spoiler alert the last line in the show ah or in the show in the movie yeah because it's like after everything's settled and barbie decides to go to the real world um and then it's it looks like she's getting dropped off for like a big job interview or her first day at work she goes up to this office and they're like uh what's your name and she gives her a new name i forget what she's oh i forgot it. i think it's barbara it's barbara's that's barbie's real name is yeah, yeah, barbara. yeah um and she's like um she's like i'm yeah and she's like i'm here for my first gynecologist appointment and like it was literally also the funniest fucking like it it hit so good and also like another talking point right so like young girls are gonna hear that but it's it shouldn't be a shameful thing anymore like mom right oh it's a it's a doctor that but like greta knew exactly what she was doing yeah Republicans should be scared because we are brainwashing the kids <laughs> now. And the, yeah. Um, what was, what was yours? Mm, this was hard. It's hard because acting was so amazing. So, like, I want to say Ryan Gosling's performance or Will Ferrell's jokes or, you know, Miss Ship's just choices. I don't know if it's a moment. I, don't, I think it's just a theme. Okay. Yeah, it's a theme. And I don't know if I can do that. Can we do that? Yeah. Can we say moment? Yeah. You know this about me. I love an ensemble. I love an ensemble on stage, on screen, and you know, TV shows, movies. The Barbies together were so well utilized and so funny and so. No, that's a cheat. I can't do that. Yeah, no, I think that's you got to pick them. But okay, well, I'm happy I said the theme was that. Um, I love an ensemble. The moment there's so many. There are so many good ones. It, you know what? It might be that moment with um, Alan. And here's why. Because I think Alan spoke to a lot of men that don't feel like they're invited to the party of, like, cis white men, whether it's ableism or queerness or what, what have you. And I think Alan represent Alan was able to assimilate and stand with the Kens, but felt very out of touch. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is not for me. I need to get the fuck out of here. So I think Alan, and specifically the Alan point where he was, like, fucking the other Ken's up while they're building their vertical wall. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm going to say that, yeah. It's that Alan moment where he stood up and was like, I'm leaving. This is not for me. I'm out. I love it. Also, it makes sense, too, because Alan, the entire movie, too, just wanted to be part of the Ken's. Mm-hmm. Wow, I never noticed that. I wonder if that's symbolism for yeah. the men that don't feel. Right. I didn't think about that either. Wow. He just woke that up in my brain, too. But, yeah, that moment where he was he was whooping ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kicking their ass. He was done with the patriarchy. He said, there's no horses. <laughs> he had horses on his shirt. Did you see that? Oh, no, I didn't he notice did. that. Um, by the way, more Oscar stuff. Original song between I'm Just Ken. Oh, with Ryan Gosling? Yeah. <laughs> Could be like a legit contender. It was a great song, though. It was. So many of the songs in that movie could be. Yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised if Billie Eilish could get in Lizzo. again. Lizzo, like Nikki. Yeah, you know. I'd say realistically, Billie Eilish would probably have a good chance of like 
of like the the record recorder yeah. singers and stuff like it's either gonna, it's it's billy eilish i'd say just because that song kind of represents the are you about to tell so me well. are you about to tell me this might be the oscars where jack black and bowser and ryan gosling can go at it because if that's the case i will flip shit let's hope let's hope the writers aren't still on strike by the time the oscars know. come and the actors but i would love to see that happen <laughs> Do you do you need a job? You need a job. You need a job. I, you need a job. I need a job. I think you just um applied <laughs> to be a writer for the Oscars. I'll do it. <laughs> I'm fun. <laughs> um. All right. Now we can do our percentage. Yeah. I don't even need to think about it. Neither do I. I'm One, ready. two, three. One hundred and one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, like there, there was no misses. No. And that's it. There's like nothing to say. Yeah. It's perfect. It's it's for everybody. You will laugh no matter who you are, what you look like, where you come from. You will cry. You'll, you will you will question your humanity and your mortality in this yeah. movie, like you've never did before. Yeah, like, fully left it with a, a fresh take on the world. Hundred percent. Thank you, Greta and Margo. Thank you, Greta. <laughs> it was great. We love you, Greta. Thank you for giving ph- us Barbie. Phenomenal. That's it. I this, it. This, this is easy. A good movie. I it's love so good. you. I'm I love you. I know. <laughs> it's we don't have too much left to talk about because it was just so great. Go great. go see it. I'm sure yeah. you've already seen it. But if you haven't, go see it. Go yeah. see it again. We'll probably see it again. You know. I do. I'm bringing my mom to see it, so we all can go see Aww, it. Oh yeah. yeah. Maybe for both our moms. That'd be cute. All right. All right. We're gonna go call our mom. Love you. Bye. <laughs> love you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for joining. Stay tuned for next time. Oppenheimer. Oh.